so far, what have you been learning? What did you learn last Sunday? Heart, lung, reach. And I pray that you have gone ahead and taken care of your heart in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? Oh, let me take it Amen. Alright, so today we begin a sermon series on the New Testament praise and worship. The New Testament praise and worship. Tell yourself the New Testament praise and worship. Say with me again the New Testament praise and worship. The New Testament praise and worship. Father, in the name that is above every other name, we come against every spirit of discouragement. We come against every spirit that is not of you. We come against every heaviness in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree and declare we cannot come to church and remain the same. We cannot come to church and go back with baggage. We shall leave baggage at the feet of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I release your people to hear your words. I release your people to hear your oracles, O oh God. I release the, the, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom to move about in this place. The, the spirit of healing uh, our hearts and our minds and our emotions, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of God, we ask of you, we ask that you may freely move into this place, deliver somebody, encourage somebody, and let our lives never be the same again. In Jesus' name, and God's good people say, Amen. Now, we begin, like I said, our sermon series on the New Testament, praise and worship. I don't know for how long this sermon series will go, but we shall be debunking a lot of myths. We shall be looking at a lot of things that for a number of times and years, as believers, we have never been questioning. See, we came to church, we found rituals that are happening in church, and we have never been questioning why some things are being done. And I hear the event. Why is there a portion of praise and worship in church? Why is there a portion of uh, prayer in church? Why is it not the other way around? Why don't we receive visitors first and then we do praise and worship and so on and so forth? So my intention for you is that you shall learn something from the heart of God. And I hear a better amen. amen. That you shall understand what is praise, what is worship, different types of worship, different types of praise, as we are going to be looking at the word of God. So I want you to be coming with a notebook. Because I don't trust your smartphones. You could be there and you're chatting with somebody in the US. So they're too smart. Your smartphones are too smart. So I pray that you will come with a notebook. You will come with a pen. If something is not clear, please ask questions. Can I hear a better amen? Destiny changer. You are a destiny changer. Come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Miracle worker, miracle worker, you are a miracle worker. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. 
Jesus' name. Praise and worship. All is praise, all is worship. Alright. So today I'm going to do a foundation which we, we shall go on building up as God enables us. Amen. Very soon we'll have you preach here and I'm very sure Amen. I will not even laugh. Amen. I will not laugh in Jesus' name. It's not easy ministering to people who are looking at you. Pastor, bless me. Make sure you bless me. Alright. Praise and worship, let me begin by saying is an integral and vital part of a Christian lifestyle. Many are yet to grasp the truth about the power of praise and worship. Your fruitfulness as a new creation in Christ Jesus and the efficacy of the power of God in you will be seen by how conscious you are towards praise and worship. You will realize there is a sharp contrast between Old Testament worship, Old Testament praise, and New Testament worship New Testament praise. When it comes to worship, when it comes to prayer, all these things, there's a change and we're going to be seeing a lot of that in the scripture. We lack real power because we have carried Old Testament traditions, Old Testament way of praise, Old Testament way of worship into the New Testament. And like the Bible says in Matthew 9:17, you cannot put new wine into old bottles. All right, you cannot be importing old system ways into the new system. Can I hear better? Amen. amen. Right now, we have a new constitution that came to be in 2010. You cannot use the old constitution to convict somebody, but you can use the old constitution to refer some things. Can I hear better? Amen. amen. Can I repeat myself? Yes. You cannot convict somebody with the old uh, constitution. But you can use the old constitution to refer to some things that you need clarity. Can I hear a better amen? So Matthew 9, 17 tells us that you don't put new wine into all bottles. Else the bottle break and the wine runneth out. And I love something about the Old Testament. By the way, let me make it clear again because I have done it here. But like Apostle Paul says, to keep on repeating the same thing is not tedious. Let me repeat something so that we may be clear, be clear on the same page. When I talk about the Old Testament, I don't mean Genesis to Malachi per se. Old Testament, New Testament is relationships. It's not books. It's relationship. It's the way God used to relate with man in the Old Testament, the way God relates now in the New Testament. Because if I tell you that we are not, no longer working with the New Testament, some of us will not read the book of Genesis. We will not read the book of Psalm. Why? It is in the Old Testament. So anytime you hear me talking about the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, the Old Testament, the New Testament, I'm talking about what? Relationship, Relationship not books. Oh, yes. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. Are we clear on that? Yes. So the Old Testament was written for us to learn some things. The Old Testament exists for us to learn things. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. Romans 15, verse number 4, the Amplified says, Romans 15, verse number 4, the Amplified says, For whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instructions, that by our steadfast and patient endurance and encouragement drawn from the scriptures, we might hold fast to and cherish hope. In other words, there is a lesson you can get from the story of Abraham. 
The bigger picture is Jesus. That's correct. But we can still learn a few things in the life of Abraham, a few things in the life of uh, Solomon, Samson. Like, for example, uh, the lesson that comes out of Samson is what? Beware of a strange woman. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear a better amen? So these things were written for our learning. Now, let me break it slowly because this teaching, I want it to be as long as it can because I have to slow down and you have to understand some few yeah. things here. Yes. Now, the Bible was written to us, but not everything was written for us. The Bible was written to us, but not everything was written to us. Can I hear an amen? In the Bible, liars spoke. In the Bible, the devil spoke. In the Bible, crazy people spoke. So you must be able to apply 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy 2.15 thereabout, where the Bible says, study to show yourself. In other words, church is meant to be a Bible school. You must study to show yourself approved as unto the Lord, a workman that not, does not need to be ashamed, rightly, di- listen, listen to that word, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, if the Bible is a cake, remove the flour, the water, the milk, the sugar, all the contents. That's how you rightly divide the word of truth. So there are promises in the Bible that are not for you. They are for the children of Israel. Ah, Like Deuteronomy 28, those blessings are not yours. Hello? The last time I checked, you are called Kamau. You are not called Zephaniah. So some things in the Bible are not yours. Why are you there with Moses? You are not there. He gave the blessings in Deuteronomy 28 to the children of Israel. That time we were what we called in Kikuyu Ndoreris, as in we were Gentiles. Can I hear better amen? So you can't stand on the promises of Deuteronomy 28. You are not rightly dividing the word of truth. Where is your blessing? If your blessing is not Deuteronomy 28, your blessing is in Ephesians 3 1. Amen. God has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. But can we learn from Deuteronomy 28? Oh, yes. yes, we can learn. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. So, what am I saying? That the things that were written were written for us, for us to understand. Can I hear an amen? And as we continue, we will get to understand much more. Because I need to detox each and every one of us, including me, on what we call praise and worship. Can I hear an amen? amen. So let's begin with 2 Timothy 3.15. Today is a foundation. 2 Timothy 3.15. The Bible says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Let's break that scripture. The Bible says what? For my child, you are able to know the scripture. So in, in actual sense, a child is able to, to know the scriptures. Don't think that your babies can't understand the Bible. If they sit under a teacher of the word of God, they will understand it. Paul is telling Timothy, from your youth, you have known the holy scriptures that are able to make you wise. In the subject of salvation, which is through faith 
in Christ Jesus. So there is no salvation outside faith in Christ. So some people that you think died without knowing Christ, you will be surprised to meet them in heaven, walking about. You're like, even you, you're here. Because the thing that takes us to heaven is just believing Jesus died, he rose again, he was buried, he rose again. I believe that. That's what qualifies you to be born again. Can I hear an amen? amen? Paul tells him that from you have known the holy scriptures. Now, because you're very wise and you have, you have degrees like thermometers. Me, I have a degree, degree even a punda. I have a degree. Yes. Let's break again these scriptures. He says, you have known the holy scriptures. By the time he's writing 2 Timothy, it means the New Testament was not there. Yeah. Huh? By the time Paul is writing 2 Timothy 3.15, what is the Holy Scriptures he's referring? It's not the New Testament. It's the Old Testament. So when we talk about the Scriptures, we talk about the Old Testament. So he's saying this, Timothy, that from a child level, you have known Scriptures by looking at Genesis to Malachi, and you have concluded, you have seen, from Genesis to what? Malachi. Scriptures are talking about salvation through a Messiah. <laughs> so you should be able to preach Jesus in Psalm, in Proverbs, in the book of Esther. All the way, you should see salvation. If you're seeing any other thing, you're seeing wrong. Can we continue? Alright, verse number 16. Then he says, all scripture. I told you to be reading the Bible slowly. It's not saying all scriptures. All scripture. We're going to do an exegesis. Oh, come on. There's an exegesis and exegesis. Exegesis is where you read the Bible and you want the Bible to say what you want it to say. And most people are reading the Bible that way. Exegesis is allowing the scriptures to say what they are saying without you interpreting any other thing except what the writer at that time was writing to the church, what he was saying. So we have to allow Sally to tell us, is it wine red or maroon? Amen. So you are going to revisit this scripture. You will see up on the same page. You have known the Holy Scriptures. Yeah. All scripture. Specific scriptures. is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine. What that is learning. For reproof. To correct your mindset. For correction. For instruction. In the boundary called righteousness. That the man of God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you are a man of God. Yes. A man of God is not this one here. You are a man of God. You are a man of That the man of God may be perfect. The word perfect there means mature. That's why I have to graduate to be a Bible school. This church must be a Bible school. Because you say perfect, you know, perfection. He means mature, coming into age. That the man of God may come into age thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So all scripture is profitable, including Genesis, including Numbers, 
and who begat who, <laughs> including Leviticus, Joel, Joel. Jonah. Alright, so for our case study, let's begin by understanding what is praise. So I'm going to take a foundation of just telling you what praise is, what worship is, and then next Sunday, tell your neighbor next Sunday, we are going to look at praise in the Old Testament. No, worship in the Old Testament. And worship also in the New Testament. Then praise in the Old Testament, praise in the New Testament, and the different types of worship. Alright? Okay. So praise. What is praise? Praise is an expression of approval. Praise is an expression of approval or admiration for someone. So when you meet somebody and you tell them, hey, you're looking nice. What are you doing? You're praising them. So praise is an expression of approval or admiration for someone. It is the expression of respect. And gratitude. It is an expression of respect and gratitude. I said praise is an expression of approval or admiration for someone. You can also define it as the expression of respect and gratitude. Praise also is the act of expressing, 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 whatever. Praise is the act of expressing admiration, commendation, laudation. Okay? You are doing what? You are expressing approval, admiration, or commendation, or laudation. See laudacia? See lechacha laudacia? Laudation is L-A-U-D-A. T-I-O-N. Laudation. Okay? Yes. Now, we will talk more about praise as we go on. But let me major on worship today and begin what we need to learn today. What is worship? This will amaze you. Some of you, you know this. But, worship is the feeling of reverence. And adoration for a deity. Worship is the expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. A deity here means a god, something something somebody thinks is a god. All right? Because you are going to you're going to be shocked that sometimes we worship other gods. <laughs> oh, let me not go ahead of myself. All right? So, what have I say? Worship is the feeling of reverence and adoration for a deity. It means great admiration or devotion towards someone. Great admiration or devotion towards someone. We are looking at the New Testament series, the New Testament praise and worship. Now, before we can even go ahead of ourselves, let me give you a punchline. Are you ready? Worship comes from the word worship. Worthy. You see, like the way we say, Lord, you're worthy. So worship comes from that word. From the word worth-ship. Meaning, placing worthiness in something. So when we say we are worshipping God, we are placing worthiness in Him. Can I hear an amen? 
Are you learning something? Now, let me debunk some few things here. Praise is not a first song. Worship is not a slow song. So you can't say, for example, uh, uh, give me a praise song. And then worship is what? That's not worship. That's not praise. Let me even shock you. Praise and worship is not a song. Praise and worship is not a song. But praise and worship contains a song. It's part of a song. Actually, a song may be part of praise and worship. Okay? So most believers have this thought that the tempo of a song makes a praise or a worship song. Nada. Zilch. That's not correct. Worship is not even about you. And your challenges. That's not worship. That's not worship. Worship is not about you and your challenges. Listen to me, the New Testament church. The reason why there is no power in church, we are making things about us. Prayer is about you. Worship is about you. Praise is about you. Service is about you. What am I, what am I getting from God? There is no power. There is no power. When worship and praise and prayer and spiritual stuff is about you, then you are the God. Can I hear an amen? Now listen to me. The question is not whether you are worshipping or not. The question is what are you worshipping? What are you worshipping? Now listen. Worship is simply about value. I can tell you're worshiping God by what you value. Some of us, they, we, I tell you, we value our cars so much that it has turned to be a worship symbol. Some of us, we value our phones. As in, even Angel Gabriel, even if he was to manifest Evie, you won't tell eh, eh, Gabo Metokea. You are so engrossed on your phone. The Holy Spirit cannot even speak to you. You, are, you can't hear him. Worship is what you value. Listen, I am married, happily married. One beautiful woman. Vibrant. Kabisa. If paradventure, and it will never happen in Jesus' name. Amen. If I ignore my wife, it basically means I have removed value from her to another thing. That is the reason why people don't come for praise and worship. They don't see the value. They don't. It's a song. We come creeping like Matilda to church after praise and worship because we have never seen the value. And sorry for us because some of us grew in churches that did not place value in praise and worship. So we don't understand why you're telling us to clap our hands. We don't understand when you're kneeling down. How can I kneel down with my Gucci? My Gucci, man. My Gucci. Vashashi. <laughs> How can you kneel down with a black trouser? How? Let me tell you, people of God, 
I pray it will never happen to you. But when you meet with gangsters, nobody tells you to kneel down. You calmly kneel down. You prostrate. You bow down. You tell them, I bow down. Why? Because a symbol of authority, oh, this is a revelation, a symbol of authority has been placed on you. What about the king of kings? Can I hear better amen? Me, I will lie down. I will cry before God. You were not there when I needed him. So I will not worship him in private. At you, cause sister ladies, eh? worship God. Whether the Kemondio is there or not, Jesus is all that matters, man. Can I hear a better amen? So worship is not a song. And worship is not how well you can sing. I tell you, you can hit the right keys and you're not worshiping. Can I hear an amen? That doesn't mean to say, Worship is not how you can play a guitar. Singing and praising God is one among many ways of worshiping God. Can I hear an amen? Instead, your worship should be on Christ. Make sure your worship is on Christ. Because at the end of this journey, I will take you back to Jesus. We will go to the feet of Jesus. One of these uh, Sundays, we will have a worship experience. We will come here just to praise and worship God and go home. But I need you to understand where we are coming from. So that when you see people jumping, some of you cry before God in worship. Not because you love God. The problems are too many. So you are now emotional. Listen. God knows you're emotional. But that is not worship. That's actually manipulation. Let me take you to a context of a married man and a married woman. If a woman is crying because see your manipulation? The Bible says God is your husband. Some of us, we dance the best when everything is okay. No, I'm sure. Tokens in Melipua, school fees in Melipua, nothing. Sasa yosiku, ata unatokia inji atendu. Then end at home, kute vifulitatu. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ah, God, man. Your spirit, yani, you're emotional, you go this way. That's not the nature of a human being that is with God. Can I hear a better amen? You worship God, whether there's money or not, whether you have school fees or not, he has to take his place. Can I hear better amen, people of God? So what you value most, we reveal what you worship. What you value most, we reveal what? What you worship. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear better amen? Amen. Now, I wrote this because the Holy Ghost told me to write it. Will you listen? Yes. If your life was turned into a reality show and the cameras followed your every move, what will the world discover about you? <laughs> what will, will we learn about how you spend your time and money? And what kind of values you live by? It, will, it wouldn't really matter how often you went to church, how many songs you sang, but rather what you did with your time will reveal to the world what you value most. Remember I've said worship is about a value system. 
And for some of us, and I'm also correcting myself, we have placed value in the wrong places. You cannot be going every day and you don't even have time for God. You don't have time to hear God. I said today I'm going to be giving something. Did you come ready for the living? I'm going to go Wow. All right. I have a birthday gift. I want to give every one of you. I'm loaded, man. But now it is a spiritual gift. And it also. Me, I'm the best pastor. I'm thinking about the spiritual life. Amen. So I'm going to be sharing the New King James Version Bible, audio version, the MP3 one. I bought it just for you. So I want you to be putting earphones when you're working. So with the audio Bible, you can listen to the Old Testament in one month. And I hear better is that. And then I said, if you're working for 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours. Do you know if you set aside 10 minutes of every one hour, just to pray in tongues. So, unanza job eight. You don't even need to go up or a closet. So, unafanya tu kazi lama shibidebidebi. Ukifanya tu, sindio? Chini ya mask. If you're working for 10 hours, at the end of the day, utakome oma one hour, 40 minutes. What will happen if you do that? Can I hear an amen? So after the service, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. As my birthday gift, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So what if our time and attention revealed that the true object of our worship was none other than me? There's a video I have. It's in, I wanted you guys to see. Uh, we're going to see it on Sunday. It's on someone's flash disk right now. We cannot see it. But in that video... Every worship song was about me. And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. That sometimes we lift our hands, we are worshipping God. But in the Father, in the eyes of the Father, we are worshipping ourselves. Me, myself, and I. That shall not be your portion amen. in Jesus' name. And I hear an amen. amen. So place value on worship. Place value on praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to this. Adam and Eve were created in God's own image to be a reflection of God's glory. So Adam and Eve were actually functioning better in the presence of God. Now when you and I die in a good old age, we shall go to be with the Father. Do you know people of God, the entire eternity, the thing we shall be doing is praise and worship. Eternity, life without end. Praise and worship. Now, imagine the 24 elders. Don't ask me their names. But there are 24 elders in the Bible. The Bible says that they are always bowing before the Father. Saying, holy, holy, holy. Why do you think they bow down and then they say, holy, holy? They bow, they see another facet of God. They say, you are holy. Another facet, you are holy. Another facet, you are holy. Another facet, you are holy. Continually. In other words... You can never stop beholding God. Can I hear a better amen? We were created to worship. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Psalm 63, let's go there. Psalm 63 from verse number 1 says, Oh God, David speaking, Thou art my God, 
Surely will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. Hey, Let's look at the message Bible. I want us to read one, two, go. God, you are my God. I can't. Man, can we get to such places? See, God, you are my God. The Bible says your father knows you need these things. He knows. Your father knows you need these things. So let's set it aside. Now it's me and you. It's like a man that is married. The only time he's speaking to the wife is when he wants sex. That's the only time. Manakujaga metulia, ameenda chini, amemelo. Sayo dunyoneza skia. Sayo ingine, jipa, jipange. That's what we do with God. Set your problems aside. Anajua ziko. Set your issues aside. Set your challenges. Set your weaknesses aside first. And then behold your father. Oh God, you're my God. I can't get enough of you. I have worked up such a hunger. Who is working out the hunger? Me. Me. I have worked up such hunger. And thus for God, traveling across dry and weary deserts. Verse number two. So here I am. Here I am. In the place of worship. Eyes open. Drinking in your strength and glory. Verse number three. In your generous love, I am really living at last. My lips bring praises like fountains. Continue. I bless you every time I take a breath. My arms wave like banners of praise to you. Are you seeing that? Every part of his body is praising God. The lips, the hands, uh my hand, uh my whole body. You see? Verse number five. I eat my fill of primary and gravy. I smack my lips. It's time to shout praises. Did he say he's, he's shouting because he's the king? He's shouting because I'm a story about Shiba. He's shouting because he knows who God is. Whether he's the king or not, he still remains to be God. Can I hear an amen? Anything that exerts itself in our worship and praise time has become our deity. Don't forget that. Can I hear an amen? And it's very, very, very serious nowadays. Your kids can become your object of worship. You spend a lot of time with your kids than the time you can spend with God. Your job can become a deity. Huh? Your marriage can become a deity. That now you don't pray because you're making Chinese rice. May the rice burn. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? Now you, you will not pray. You will not cry before God. Because now you can afford mascara. Huh? Mascara. You are forgotten. You didn't even have money for mascara. You had you had mascars. Yeah? <laughs> now you can't you can't you can't remove your foundation. Why? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I'm talking to the women. <laughs> you, you can't mess your foundation. Huh? You can't. You can't cry before God. You, you now approach God with the King James Version. Thou art good. Thou, art, 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 thou willeth me to be blessed. Man. Me who say my case. Kama manze aujaipigo na vita na mambo ukapre na tansi za kikuyu. Mwaza ni doke. Doke, doke men. Kama ujafika hako. You are joking. You are joking. 
Kama wewe bado unaomba kizungu ah bado you still we send vita your way in Jesus name. Get to places you can switch off your phone. Dunia itaendelea zima simu. Ambia Mungu leo ni mimi na wewe I'm dating you. Wow, powerful. I'm dating you. Let's sit down. Let's talk. No TV, no phone, no internet. You will not die. And tell him father, I just come to love on you. Then ask me if you can have such a time na upotenzia yako. You can have such times and still make destiny blunders. No. But like I've been telling you people of God, we are in times of praise and worship. Some of us we have to praise God and worship God with an audio CD. Then Kenya power does the inevitable. Anaenda au praise yako na worship yako inaishia wapi? Ati Mungu si understand Kenya power imeenda. Oh, I pray for my generation. May we go back to the place of praise and worship. Get a sufuria. Chapa sufuria. Tutaimba hosana. Let me tell you. Praise and worship will cure your heart. Some of the stress unapitia. Just go and dance before God. The moment you're dancing before God and praising him for who he is, your problems will begin to be small. Oh, can I hear an amen? amen? So for today, for today, write this down. If you worship because it pays, P-A-Y-S, it will not pay. If you worship God because it pays, because that is the fallacy that we got into our New Testament churches, that when you worship God, you will give God is not an ATM card. And you worship God at a pay God will pay on a vitu. But our reason for worship is that you pay vitu. Let's not misuse God. Let's not praise because you want a car. What will, what will you tell a heathen, an atheist that is driving a Mercedes Benz? At least I'm praising today because I need them. No, 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 no. That is wrong. God will give you the things He has promised you. But don't take the praise, uh, praise and worship, the place of praise and worship. Because you want things from God. Give me, give me, give me because my name is Jimmy. <laughs> Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear an amen? amen? Worship God because you love God. I will ask you this question. Because the Holy Ghost has been asking me every year this question. If today I don't give you any other thing, will you still worship me? Will you still praise me? Will you still come to church? Today, when you mefika, Mungu aseme to make a full stop. Nothing else I'm giving it to you. Will you still praise God? Will you still pray? If you can't answer that question, then you have work to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the word worship, let's now study. The word worship was used about 332 times in the, new, in the King James Version of the Bible. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And the first mention of, uh, 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 of worship, we get it in Genesis 22, verse number 1. Let's go to Genesis 22, verse number 1. And uh, we are going to apply some few things here. When you are a student of the word of God, say, I am a student of the word of God. One of the laws of interpreting the scripture is the law of first mention. The law of what? First mention. Every time you read the Bible and you encounter the, uh, a word the first time, you should see how it has been used so that you can get the idea of why that word is used there. So you're going to use the law of first mention. Genesis 1. 
Genesis 22 verse number 1. 1, 2, go. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and say unto him, Abraham, he said, Behold, here I am. Let, let's correct something there. God does not tempt people. Remember uh, uh, who is the writer of Genesis? Mother. Was he there in Genesis? Moses comes into Exodus 2. That's where he's born. So he's writing Genesis from a vision. And if you are a dreamer like me, you dream some things, but they are just metaphors. Alright? They are not the correct things. Because James tells us that God does not tempt people. Alright? You see how he interpret the Bible? Alright. Verse number 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. Look. Another interpretation I've been telling you as a church, everything we read in the light of Christ. Take now your only son. Can also mean, take now your only begotten son. Take now Jesus. Are we on the same page? Samuel, my brother. Nerudie. We have said Genesis to Malachi. Who is the message there? Jesus. It's Jesus. So Abraham here typifies the father. God the father. Isaac is God the son. So he is going to be offered as a burnt offering. In the Old Testament, we used to offer burnt offerings for two reasons. Sin and what else? Seen and what? We shall look at that. So this is actually an interpretation of what will happen in the New Testament. God will give his son, his only son, because Abraham is giving who? Isaac, Isaac your only son, whom you love. See, God loves. For God so loved. You see? All right. And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. Alright, verse number 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled well, tumawana mungiza, nini, sasa easy. This word is short the new English. Okay, it's a donkey. Morning, and saddled his donkey. <laughs> and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and claimed the wood for the burnt offering. And rose up and went into the place which God... So are we seeing the picture here? He's now obeying an instruction. He has been told, take your son, go offer him. He goes with two people and a donkey that has firewood. Alright, verse number four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. On the third day, Jesus... <laughs> Alright. Let's continue. Verse number 5. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the donkey. <laughs> and I and the lad will go and hold on. Was there praise and worship there? Did you hear about the keyboard? The drum set? So worship. Hey, this is going to mess you up. Worship is never enough without a sacrifice. 
You cannot say you're worshipping God without a sacrifice. Ah, let's continue. We are going to yonder and worship and come again to you. Continue reading. Verse number what? Listen, I have said worship is not enough without what? A sacrifice. So when Abraham is saying we are going to worship, the object of worship first is what? Is placed on the offering. Before you can sing, before you can say things, worship is placing a value. So value system, you come with something, a token. You come first to the token. It's the value system. Can I hear the event? Then the Bible says he's just about to, to sacrifice Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. Verse 7. And Isaac spake and to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here, here, here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But the, where is the lamb for a, for a burnt offering? So you see, he said we are going to worship. And there must be a burnt offering to complete the worship. Okay, let me go ahead of myself. Let's go to the story of Jesus. Christmas. We have four wise men. No, three wise men. <laughs> the fourth one was me. <laughs> four wise men. They have been directed by the star to go see who? Jesus. Baby Jesus. The Bible says they worshipped. But they brought gifts. What did let a gift? In the New Testament, they brought what? So worship is never complete without a gift. So let me break it this way. There are some believers that come to church and all they bring is their tithes and offering. That's part worship. There are believers, that's part worship. There are believers that come to church and all they do is sing praises and worship. That's part worship. They don't give. Then there are believers that give and sing, but they don't sing about the finished works. That's part worship. Complete worship. You give, you sing, and leave it, and you sing what Jesus has done. That is now the complete worship. So can I come back to this Sunday? All right. Are we together? So I want to show you how it is true that worship and an offering, a sacrifice, is there. Remember the law first mentioned. So tomorrow, Genesis 22 is the first place worship is mentioned. Let's go to Genesis 18. Genesis 18, verse number 2. New King James, so that we can read together. Uh, one, two, go. So he lifted his eyes and looked. This is Abraham. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed. That is worship. And bowed himself. He bowed himself. So worship is also physically seen. We can see you're worshiping God. He bowed himself to the ground. Verse number three. And he said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight. This is the Old Testament thinking. In our New Testament thinking, we are already favored. Do not pass on by your servant. Verse number four. Please let a little water be brought. This is an offering. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Verse number five. And I will bring a morsel of bread, physical, uh that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by. Inasmuch as you have come to your servant, they say, do as you have said. Worship, lazima kukwe na offering. Genesis 19.1. Genesis 19.1. This is the story of crazy Lot. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gift of Sodom. Man, one of these fine days I will, I will teach you on the era of Lot. Lot, manzi, hey, watch That's a story for another time. All right. And uh, Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, who, who is he seeing? Two angels. Representing the presence of God. And he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. Prostrate. Okay. Verse number two. And he said, Hear now, my Lord. Please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. Continue. And entered his house. Then he 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 made them a feast. Uh-huh. And baked and living bread. And they ate. All right. Now, before they lay down, the city of... Uh, that's a story for another time. But you see, he bows down and offers something. I turned it to the first family. Abraham... Uh, sorry, the first family is called Adam and Eve. Their children. A time comes, they are meant to do what? To present themselves before the Lord. Cindy? Yes. So... They say at You know that story. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. So some people joke that I'd let him a cabbage. But <laughs> anyways, eh? uh, they, he brought an offering. Listen, he brought what? An offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Verse number four. Abel also brought of his first bowl of his flock, and he. And, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Listen, let's set aside what did not happen for Cain. The point is, both of them brought an offering. Are we together? Am I making sense? Am I making sense to, to you people of God? Alright. Now, we have noted that worship is not complete without an offering. God is concerned about our worship lifestyle. And we're going to see different ways of worshiping God. He, do you know, actually, Sally, living with your 
brothers and sisters in harmony is an act of worship. We're going to see it in the New Testament. When we look at the New Testament way of worship, you will actually wish you are living in the Old Testament because much is required of you in the New Testament. Have I made sense? I have said what? Worship is never enough without an offering. Can I show you another scripture to prove my point? First Chronicles 16.29. Uh, Sally, let's see. Not that one. Let's see Genesis. Yeah, let's see Genesis 37.7. Let's go back there. Genesis 37.7. There we were. This is Joseph giving his dream to his brothers. There we were. Binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed. The root word bowed there is worship. And worshiped down to my sheep. Uh-huh. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Let me break some few things here. When I worship Jesus, it means Jesus reigns over me. That's how worship is. Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? You will always, something will always have dominion over you that you're worshiping. And the Bible says, so they hated him even more for his dreams and for his work. Remember the account of Jesus and his temptation? We looked at it a couple of Sundays. The devil tells what? Jesus. All these things that you see, the governments, the nini, all you see belong to me. They were given to me by Adam. And I will give it to you if only you can bow down and worship. In other words, people of God, whether we like it or not, sadly, you cannot worship God and go back the same. And the devil knows this. He said, if you worship me, I will give it to you. So if you are the Christian who says, what is in it for me? I will tell you this. You cannot worship God and remain the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I in the same church with you? All right. Now, can we go to, um, can we go to Psalm 29.2? Psalm 29.2, I'm drawing to a close for today. I wanted us to lay a groundwork. Psalm 29.2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of of holiness. He says, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The day Jesus will become real to you, who Jesus is, when he becomes real to you, you will walk in miracles. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. I pray for you, people of God, that your level of worship will get higher and higher if you are going to see supernatural results Amen. this year, Amen. you must give yourself to worship. You must give yourself to prayer. You must give yourself to praising God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of God. Amen. All right. So, uh, second, uh, First Samuel 29.2, it says uh, that we give the Lord the glory uh, due to him. Psalm 96, verse number 8. What does it say? Psalm 96, verse number 8. It says, give unto the Lord. The glory due unto his name. Bring what? An offering. 
and come into his courts. All worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Another interpretation of the scriptures is this. The law of double mention. There's the law of first mention, where whenever you encounter the word the first time it's used in the Bible, when you're studying, chances are it will be repeated all through. Then there's the law of double mention. The law of double mention means God is very serious in what he's saying. Remember 29, Psalm 29, Nasema, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Give glory, the glory due to him. And then in verse number 96, verse number what? Number 9, Nasema, worship, oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the brethren, the heathen, sorry, that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established, that he shall be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. So he's telling us to give God his due glory. So, I will draw this picture into your mind. If you have ever seen an Indian, you have seen one? Have you ever seen one? Even in a movie? You have seen an Indian? What the Indians have done, they have known this secret and they apply it. I had the chance of staying with Indians in Nakuru. I had the chance of going into their temple. Can I give you secrets? Because I saw them there. But don't go, don't go looking for those things, yeah? Indians, when they worship those funny gods, they come with milk. They come with fruits. They come with uh, shopping. What they don't come is meat. But they come with very nice things. And they put it next to their gods. So Uganda temple leo. <laughs> Buddha, kuna shopping. Ukenda <laughs> kuna shopping. And guess what, people of God? They leave the shopping there until it drops. It's their sacrifice. Now I have told you, whoever you worship, they must reciprocate. So they worship an idol, which is demonic. Then the demonic powers have to reciprocate. Now what about you when you worship the king of kings and the lord of lords? He has to reciprocate. Can I hear an amen? Have you ever seen a muindi in a hotel? <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a muindi in a supermarket? They, they, they came to this country. They live a life way ahead of us. This is what they do. I have seen them for a number of years. I have seen them. Now, if they have that consciousness in a wrong dimension, how about you? Can I hear better amen? Can I I hear better amen? Just for a minute, lift up your hands and just worship God. Just worship God. Just worship God. Just worship God. Remember we said worship is not a song. Let it flow from your heart. Just tell him, Father, I worship you. You mean the world to me. You are the air that I breathe. You are my very presence. I thank you, mighty God. I thank you, mighty God. I thank you, mighty God. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. In Jesus' name. So, when you come to church, get this principle from today. I am not coming to church to get. I am coming to give. 
I'm not coming to church to get something. I am coming to give. Can I hear an amen? amen. Munanipata. Munanipata. Listen. The only thing that God cannot do is to worship himself. So when we come to times of praise and worship, we are coming to do something he cannot do. So when you don't worship God, you're actually denying him to be God in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen? Worship is not about I want, I want, I want. Worship is about who he is. Can I hear a better amen? And so I pray that you will get this consciousness as we have begun this sermon series that we worship God for who he is. We praise him for who he is. Let me even go ahead of myself and say this. When you when you come to a church setting and you are battling with should I tithe or not? Should I give or not? It's just a problem of value systems. You value the economy <laughs> more than you value God. So you're like, what if I give today? How will tomorrow be? It's a problem with the value system. And let me remind you about your God that you worship. His economy does not know recession. His economy is not controlled by BBI. Thank God, man. Thank God that the economy of God is not controlled by the governors of Kenya. I'm saying Kenya because I know them. Thank God that God knows my name. God knows my need. God knows my every thought. Do you know God knows what you're thinking right now? Like you're like, Pasi, Pasi. Pasi, Angi, 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 change new leleo. God knows that though. As in, Pasi is preaching about worship. You're like, Pasi, you just decided to wear a black suit. Pasi. God knows your thoughts. And my prayer for you, this 2021, be so intimate with God until we can't find you. Walk with God until you're normal. Missy Jawayona, a married couple, wame patamimba na osmosis. Sikunya tutaona yu tutahepa. We know exactly what happens for a couple to get a baby. They must be intimate. Worship is intimacy. You will not get ideas from God by osmosis. You will not get invitations and anointings by osmosis. Hallelujah. You must get intimate with God. It's your season of supernatural uh, ownership. But it won't, will not come unless you're intimate with the Father. Amen. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. Go find out. God, some things you don't need me to lay hands on you to come out of them. Imagine, imagine Mrs. Masharia. Somebody can omba off. When they mungedo, off. Skumoja wenda mungedo, ati wone movie. Manzisi you change to life yako tu. Useme leo ni mwomba off. Nataka tu kuspend time na God. Staki kitu ingine ni God tu. Na kama wezi omba sana, mi nambiaga mtu. Fanya hivi, get a favorite song. A worship song. Wake up or repeat. Imba, imba, ikifika mwisho. You will get the momentum. God is looking for somebody to be intimate with. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. We are going to get land. Amen. We are going to get houses. Amen. You are going to get married. Amen. But please, reserve the place of worship. You must be a worshiper. If this is the thing we shall be doing, we better get it. 
straight away. Can I hear an amen? So any Sunday, any time we have meetings, come early for praise and worship. Come early to praise God. And let me tell you, we don't praise God on Sundays. We don't worship God on Sundays, as we are going to be learning. We worship God every single moment of our lives. You don't need grace to lead you in songs. You can lead yourself in songs. Can I hear a better amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen? I heard the Lord say, this church will walk in the gifts of the Spirit of God. Amen. But we cannot walk in these gifts unless I teach you first to correct some things that have been wrong. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen, people of God? Amen. What are you placing value on? Place value on Jesus. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. That's your Jesus. That's your Jesus. I'll urge you to go back and look at the movie called The Passion of Christ. Look at when Jesus is being beaten and imagine it was you that was being beaten. He took your sacrifice. Now you can't lift up your hands. Yet he lifted up his hands. To, do you know it is the love for you that put him on the cross? Now it has become so difficult for us to love each other, to win souls. Huh? So I pray that we will go back to the heart of worship where it's all about Jesus. Can I hear an amen? I'm coming back to heart of worship. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for things I made. When it's all about you, it's all about you. give you a teaser for next Sunday. Can I show you a teaser for next Sunday? Yes. Let's look at Genesis. No, Exodus 9.1, the message Bible. So that you can come and understand more about worship. So Exodus 9. We now encounter the fifth plague. You will remember there were ten plagues that the, the, uh, the, the Egyptians had to go through. Now this is the fifth plague. And the Bible says, God said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell him, God, the God of the Hebrews says, release my people so they can worship me. So God took the children of Israel from Egypt so that they can do what? Worship him. So the primary reason God is taking you out of bondage is so that you can worship him. The reason why God is taking you, is taking divorce and sicknesses and challenges and addictions is so that you can worship Him. Oh, yes. The whole reason 
is so that we can worship. And if you look at the children of Israel, any time they looked away from God, they stopped worshiping God, something happened. Disaster came. Could it be that sometimes we get into places, circumstances and situations because we have replaced the object of worship? He said, let them go that they may worship me. And if you're keen in your Bible, you realize that in verse number two, he says something profound. He says, if you refuse to release them and continue to hold on them, not that one, let me, let me see. If you look at Exodus 10, 24, the message Bible still, this is a teaser for next Sunday. He says, Pharaoh called in Moses, go and worship God. Listen, go and worship God. Leave your flocks and herds behind. But go ahead and take your children. Look at this glen. He now says, all right, you go worship your God in the wilderness. But leave your sacrifices. He says, leave your flocks and herds behind. But go ahead and take your children. Verse 25. But Moses said, you have to let us take our sacrificial animals and offerings with us so we can sacrifice them in worship to our God. Pharaoh knew worship is never complete without a sacrifice. And remember, they don't believe. Pharaoh that time doesn't believe in God. He has several gods. So they were doing what? They were worshiping their gods and sacrificing to them. Fast forward to the kings, the, the period of kings, like 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. You will see instances of kings sacrificing to idols. Are you getting my point? I pray, I pray that we will go back to a serious worship experience as a generation. Much has been said concerning serving church. Let's talk. See Much has been said concerning tithing and offering. But I will tell you this as your pastor. Put your value on the word of God. If I will ever come here and change the word of God, don't come to this church again. But if I am preaching the word of God as it is, let's obey the word of God. Don't debate about giving to the house of God. Give. Not because you there are some funny curses that you will see. Those are not even yours. We give in church because we love God. Yes. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear a better amen? What will happen when we get to heaven and you see that God had given you resources and some people didn't make it to heaven because the resources were not used for the kingdom? Let us use our resources for the kingdom. And you see, Moses here says, we will take our animals and our offerings. Let's go to verse chapter 12. 12 verse 31. Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron that very night and said, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here and be done with you. You and your Israelites. Go worship God. On your own terms. Uh-huh. Let's continue. And yes. And yes, take your sheep 
and your cattle as you have insisted. You see, as you have done what? Insisted. But go and bless me. Uh huh. The Egyptians couldn't wait to get rid of them. They pushed them to hurry up, saying, We are all as good as dead. Verse 34. The people grabbed their bread duff before it had been risen. To the next summer, bundled their bread bowls in their cloaks and threw them over their shoulders. The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold things and clothing. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people and so readily gave them what they asked for. Listen, they are going with their animals. They are going with, to sacrifice to God. And then now the Egyptians are readily giving them gold and silver because God saw to it that the Egyptians liked it. Why are they getting gold and they are going to the wilderness? It was because worship. They were to make what? The tabernacle. So God now favors you in the New Testament to accelerate his work. If you are not accelerating God's work, God has no vested interest. He says it here. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people they were mistreating and so readily gave them what they asked for because they are coming to worship me. So I pray for you people of God that even that desire you have, that car, that house, the money that you want, tie it to the kingdom. Let it come for the kingdom's benefit in the name of Jesus Christ. May God bless the work of your hands so much that your money will go to do crusades to win souls. May God bless you so much that you will be building churches left, right, and center for his kingdom. If Muslims are doing it, a child of God can do it in the name of Jesus Christ. May it be known of you that you are the, the person that goes asking, what will I do for the Lord? What will I do for the Lord? What is it that is remaining that I will do for the Lord? I pray this year as you worship God, as you praise God, as you lift him up, may you wake up into your supernatural ownership in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the houses you did not build, you shall live in them. The ones that you didn't build. I pray may you receive divine favor this season. I pray that God will, will orchestrate things for, your, for, your, for, for, for you and that he will take back his glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray whatever you will do in this season, may people see God. May people see Jesus. I pray when God places you in the midst of CEOs, aside from talking politics, talk to them about Jesus. When God elevates you as a manager, it is not the time to be proud. It is the time to win the managers for Jesus. Other peers for Jesus. I pray when the, uh, when, the, when the hand of elevation comes your way, that you shall not forget the kingdom of God. Oh, may it be known, may you have a record in heaven 
that your heart is after the King of Kings. Your heart is after the things of God in the name of Jesus Christ. May your heart, may your heart beat for the kingdom. May your heart beat for Jesus. May your heart beat for the things of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. May, may God so bless you that you shall win souls in areas where some of the churches have not been able to go. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you shall not bless us so that we may be quiet. Father, I pray that you shall not bless us so that we may show people that we are blessed. May we use the resources that you give us for the kingdom. For a minute, just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. 